Drive Time and RT Radio 1. Listen back on the RT Radio Player app. August for Gabe Milford Stackerdy on Study Hub. I'm Renoni. Very welcome to the Study Hub. Now, you might be all very, very busy counting your shamrocks and shillelaghs for tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day celebrations. And you may even take a day off study. We can write a note for you. But this evening, we will plough on and we're discussing two big subjects maths, paper, two higher. And I have a hint for the second one for you to help out just to see if you can guess the second topic that we're covering tonight. Forget that I mentioned it to Cormac earlier. Have a listen to this, though, and see what you think it might be. Today, we have a similar debate over this. Anyone know what this is, class? Anyone? Anyone? Anyone seen this before? The Laffer Curve. Anyone know what this says? It says that at this point on the revenue curve, you will get exactly the same amount of revenue as at this point. This is very controversial. Does anyone know what Vice President Bush called this in 1980? Anyone? Something D-O-O economics. Voodoo economics. Anyone, anyone, economics for Ferris Bueller's Day off. In a few minutes, Mary O'Sullivan, who teaches economics in Glenstall Abbey School, will be joining us. But first up is Matt's with Joe McCormack. Now, it may be an extra long bank holiday weekend, but it's probably a good idea to get out some of those past papers. And joining me now, as I said, is Joe, who's a maths teacher and founder of Ace Maths Tuition and author of Junior and Leaving Cert Ace Maths Solution Books. Bit of a mouthful there, but we'll say good evening to you, Joe. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, Evan. How's things? Listen, we are having this kind of nice piece of the conversation with most teachers about the amendments and how, you know, the papers are benefiting students this year. In your case, tell us a little bit about the choice, the format, the structure of the, stu- the paper for the students this year in Maths Paper 2. Yeah, just briefly there, Evan, there's 220 uh, marks available for each paper. It's 440 in total. And the students have to do four out of six short questions. Short questions are worth 30 marks each, so it's coming in at 120. And they have to do two out of four long questions. So the long questions are worth 50 marks. And that's 100 marks in total. Now, we might be saying, you know, there's a little more choice, which is great. But timing is still really important, isn't it? What's your own kind of guide? What's your rule of thumb for students that they should bear in mind? Yeah, this is, we really have to think about this this year. Um, this is my opinion on, on timing. Spending te- eight to ten minutes, Evan, on, on choosing your questions. I think this is really, really important. Spending 20 minutes on each short question, that's 80 minutes in total. And then 30 minutes on each long question, that's 60 minutes in total. And then that'll give you a total of two and a half hours. Um, so what I'm advocating for the students this year, what I'm calling it the 20-30 rule. Okay. <laughs> Hear me out on this one. Okay, go for it. 20 minutes on the short questions, 30 on the long. So the way students are going to remember this is in 2030, the crunchy chocolate bar has its 100th year anniversary. So... Hopefully they'll remember it's 2030. And um, the eight to ten minutes that we use at the start is going to be really important to choose the questions. And uh, in relation to choosing their questions, um, I would say to the students, like, put one tick beside the part of the question if you think you can attempt it. Put two ticks beside if you're confident you can do it well. And then go back through your questions and add up your ticks and, and work out your questions from that. Now, we know students can get a bit of a rush of blood, you know, to the head when they're sitting there in the exam hall. But you want to give them some maybe very specific advice on the order that maybe they could consider, which might help them when they go in, you know, if they feel a bit overwhelmed to think about this. Yeah, very much so. It's good to have a plan on the way in. Um, First of all, I wouldn't leave any topics out and I wouldn't do any extra questions because you don't end up rushing them. So uh, my my plan would be for the students is to choose their favourite two short questions just to settle the nerves, get them going. Mm-hmm. And then to do two long questions, do 
them second and then finally go back and do the two short questions and uh, stick to the 2030 rule and you won't go far wrong there. Now I mentioned a fun activity this weekend which could be to go back over past papers oh dear but it really is key isn't it? I mean there's so many so much help there in the past papers. Absolutely Evelyn even though there's a choice this year it's not going to make any difference. Uh, past papers obviously give you the experience of doing different types of questions under under the time pressure and working against that clock at home and um, especially with the exam being unpredictable in that. So when they're practicing their questions at home under, on, against the clock, let's say, um, for 25 markers, they'll spend 12 and a half minutes. So basically the plan is to divide by two for all past exam papers between 2012 and 2020. Um, obviously, for 2021 and this year, the timing is different. So the, the, um, the marking and the times would be different sure. for that. As I said, the 2030 rule there. And just drilling down then into some of the content, I mean, geometry, trigonometry, what do you want to highlight here? Yeah, so for geometry and trigonometry, they often come up together, Evelyn, and um, this idea in geometry of similar triangles seems to be very popular over the years, and that's linked to the relationship between the sides of the triangle. So no students should know that. They should obviously know their constructions and their theorems well, and I suppose the best way to learn them off is to keep writing them out and um, obviously maybe pin them on the wall or whatever methods they think will work for that. Um, in relation to trigonometry, then, uh, our 3D shapes are always very popular. Um, and the advice is you're looking out for right angle triangles, just breaking up the shapes. And then to solve the question, you're going to use Sokotoa, Pythagoras, or the sine and cosine rule. And of course, the sine and the cosine rule are in your log table, so they make, make use of that. Um, also, their periodic functions is definitely one to learn. And they should also know their trig equations, and they may also appear on paper one. So two other points there is that um, students need to be able to prove age trigonometric identities and these are in their textbook and I would expect a long question on trigonometry. Moving on then, linkage between coordinate geometry of the line and the circle. How significant is this, do you think? Yes, there's a fairly big link between them. You can't, you can't just do one and not the other. So they're linked by slope and, and midpoint and distance, Evelyn. And again, I would expect a long question here. So the important formulas are on page 18 and 19 of your log tables. I call them the big three formulas. Mm -hmm. The perpendicular distance between a point and a line, uh, dividing a line in a given ratio, and finding the angle between two lines using the formula, uh, tan formula. And as I said, um, you need to be able to use those and they're in your log tables. And the idea of slope is really important. Um, it always has been. And so the three ways of finding your slope, you have your formula from your log tables, you have your minus x over y, and you have your rise over run. And two further points on this. Uh, students need to be able to find the centre and the radius of any given circle. And this can come in two different formats. And um, I would say, just as a note here, the line topic is more important than the circle. You can't tackle a circle question without knowing your line concepts. We have other questions we want to get into, but I do know that you're very keen to just in case, because we're fighting the clock here, you're very keen to get your top 10 tips. My God, top 10 tips for success in paper two. Go on, hit me with it, Joe. What, what okay. do you want to say here? Right. I will do, we'll number them and everything. I Number should one have background music for this or something. It sounds like a pop chart countdown. But uh, hit me with it, it there, yeah. Joe. I will indeed. Yeah, so number one, Evelyn, most of the time subbing in any, any value into the correct formula will give you the attempt mark. And students forget this, so that's low partial credit, 2 out of 5 or 4 out of 10. Number two, and uh, know what's in your log tables. More importantly, what's not in your log tables. And uh, number three, if you cannot do part A and B, don't give up. And um, Go to part C and D, and you may be able to start fresh and just get into the question. 
leave no blanks, obviously, is the advice. And number four, I would expect a long question on um, statistics and probability together, and also a long question on trigonometry. And number five, paper two material can come up in paper one, so examples of this over the years have been trigonometric functions, area and volume. So students just need to be very careful when preparing for paper one that they don't totally ignore paper two there. And number six, don't scribble out or tape X any writing and make it unreadable. Draw an X through it and make sure it is readable, as this could be work marks and will be corrected by the examiners. Number seven, know as many maths words as you can, so I won't go through them all, solve, evaluate, express. The students should know what they are. Put them in the hardback and, and, and just, you know, and write their, the meaning of them in their own work so they understand them. So they're building up their maths vocab there, let's say. And number eight, only round off your answer at the very end of a sum. Retain as much of the decimal as you can going through the question. Otherwise, obviously, the answer would be distorted. So that's important. And uh, number nine, in preparation, put all your formulas and keywords in your hardback. And number 10, you've got it. It's the 2030 rule, sticks to the timing. Stick to the time rigidly to make sure that you're, you're on top of it all. Listen, Joe McCormick, thank you so much for joining us with those marvellous tips. And I know that there's more information from Joe from Ace Tuition uh, on our website as well. If you want to go to RTE Learn, we've lots and lots of different uh, extra additional bits and pieces there for you as well. So thanks a minute to Joe for that. Now, like we do like to get ahead of ourselves on Drive Time Study Hub. And we're surpassing ourselves a bit now as we've a bit of a clip of a film that's not on this year's Leaving Cert English, but has just been added, we think, to the Leaving Cert for 2024. Knives Out by Rian Johnson and starring Daniel Craig will be on RTE1 TV this Friday at half nine because The Late Late will be on Patrick's Night and it was announced only this week that this film is amongst the material for the Leaving Cert two years from now. So if you know someone who really, really wants to get ahead with their studying then they can stay in on Friday night and here is a clip. I'm Detective Lieutenant Elliot and this is Trooper Wagner. We just want to ask a few questions. We understand the night of his demise the family had gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. How was it? The party? Pre my dad's death? Oh, it was great. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to request that you all stay until the investigation is completed. What? Can we ask why? Has something changed? No. No, it hasn't changed, or no, we can't ask. I'm gonna live till I die. You think one of his family walls, walls. killed? Is that what you're suggesting? You all love twisting the knife into one another. Something. Spill it. I suspect foul play. And I have eliminated no suspects. There you go from Knives Out, which will be on this Friday night at 9.30 and will be on the Leaving Cert in 2024. But next up is Economics. We're joined on the line by Maria Sullivan from Glenstall Abbey School. And she's also the Economics Rep for the Business uh, Studies Teachers Association of Ireland. Lots of titles there. Maria, you're very welcome. Thanks, Millian Evelyn, and thanks, Millie, for having me. Not at all. Listen, economics underwent a major transformation with this kind of new course last year. So it really is a unique situation for these students, as they only really have one past paper, and that was a past paper with amendments. So talk to us a little bit about the paper. 
Absolutely. Um, well, I suppose, uh, you know, the old course, as we, we call it, um, was almost 50 years old. So it was absolutely time for it to go. And the new specification landed with us in the middle of a global pandemic. So even though I, I suppose really we have to say that it's really up to date, contemporary and of, of the minute and in the news and all that, um, I suppose it still is difficult for students to to um, you know jump in um, in this particular way. But I suppose the one good thing is that they have last year's paper to go by. Last year's crew had nobody had no paper to go by. Um, I suppose the one thing that I would point out to students to watch out for is as they do the revision. Um, using last year's paper is perfect because that will be almost identical, obviously, but changed questions. But prior to that, if you're practicing questions in exam papers prior to that, um, they, there was a, a, a divide or a split between macro and micro. And um, But with the new specification, um, every question basically is mixed, apart from maybe the shorter questions. But just watch out for that as you're doing your revision. Um, don't just do purely micro. Try and mix sure. it up a little bit with now, so this exam is two and a half hours, 150 minutes there. You've got section A and section B. Starting with section A, what form is it and what are the examiners looking for? Because I think there's 75 marks up for grabs here. OK, um, it's a very, very student friendly um, paper, 75 marks. Now, what students should keep in mind for, uh, with this is that basically we're talking about a quarter of the paper. So basically they have to, um, you know, watch their time and take it seriously and don't use it as a warm up for section B. Um, there's good choice there. It's five marks out of 10. And within that, there's an internal choice in three of the questions. Five questions so, out of 10, I think, is it? Ex- yeah. Yep. So therefore, um, they've, they've a really good um, chance at scoring well. That 75 marker there um, should really be uh, obtainable by most. The advice I'd give to students is go for the 10, but don't be afraid to drop one or two if you find time is running away with you. And I would be advising students for section A to stick with 30 minutes if they can. Now, students are always trying to be strategic, I suppose. And you want to say something about the internal marking on this paper and kind of reassure them a little bit. Absolutely. Well, one thing I suppose that surprised students last year was um, they, although they were given the marking for obviously the short questions, 15 marks each, no bother. When they went to section B, they saw, yes, they had 75 marks per question. But once you went into section A, B and C, there was no reference to how many marks were beginning for A, B or C. Now, um, what I suppose I'm, I'm flagging this for students in 2022 because it could well happen again. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do is I to tell them not to panic, that basically this may happen for a, a wiser reason, but it would be definitely for the benefit of the students. Okay. So what I'm going to be telling my students is just jump in on the questions that you've picked and, and do the very... Going. Great. Now, just quickly there, Marie, they want to talk to you about infographics and tables. You want to say to students, look, they need to be very familiar with these. Well, this is one thing, this is one of the major changes in the new specification and one that um, students should really keep in mind. Um, I took, a, I suppose, an analysis of the, the tables going from simple ta- tables to um, infographics, um, charts, pie charts, line graphs, etc. There's five um, that are, were in the um, Section A last year mm-hmm. and another B. So the first thing that will hit you as a student is you cannot avoid these. So, And the second thing that will hit you is that if you go into your exam yes. well-versed in how to analyse these, um, you're in a very good position for scoring um, high grades. And listen, and on a very basic level as well, you want to point out, look, you can only use black and blue pen and no red. Final tips for the exam rate. Should I be knee-deep in the news and what's going on with inflation and all these things and analysis? What do you well, think? 
To be honest with you, I would say yes. I mean, I was listening there earlier to Drive Time, housing market, that's on the course. This morning in Morning Ireland, we had the chairperson for the CRU talking about regulation in the fuel market, that's on the course. Um, you know, there's a very few days that teachers won't walk into their economics class talking about what's on the news. <laughs> so a really, really benefit from watching the news, listening to Morning Ireland, listening to drive time. So um, teachers will be giving you drive time for homework. OK, and also on. just really, because I know we're literally about Cormac's about to come back in, but just you want to say about labelling correctly that this is important to think of themselves as if they're you reading this paper. I know that's something you want to get in there. Marie the Carol, or Marie the Sullivan, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Marie there from Glenstall Abbey School and to Joe as well. Thanks to all our contributors. We're back on Tuesday. But in the meantime, you can download our podcast on the RT Radio 1 page. And remember, you're always welcome to email us at studyhub at rte.ie.